Welcome back to AWOD Weekend Radio. I'm at AWOD Radio on social media, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. And I'm talking about the Washington football team here, and I'm kind of wondering if I can get some calls from the audience. I would love that. Maybe Donald can chime in behind the glass. What what kind of improvements can Taylor Heineke make through the two and a half games you've seen so far? And what has he done well? Where can he take advantage of de- defenses more and you still have faith in him. Because I feel like that Kurt Warner comparison was way too much pressure on him. Uh, I think that was why he kind of pressed and played poorly last week. I also think he's trying to to do too much. Uh, Ron Rivera even said in an interview with the Junkies, basically, that um, he's pressing and he needs to be more of a game manager. And everyone, whoa, 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 you say that word game manager, turns a lot of people off. But he's right in the fact that he was doing too much. He was throwing into double coverage. He was scrambling and and uh, throwing it deep where he could have ran the ball. So uh, let's start with you, Donald. I mean, what do you think? Where can Taylor Heineke improve uh, going into this next game against the Falcons? That was literally my thoughts as you just echoed uh, Ron Rivera. Um, definitely decision-making for sure. Um, I think he's just definitely trying to do too much, push you know the envelope too much. I know he's trying to you know obviously win and with – Fitz going down, he's probably trying to step up and secure his spot as well. Um, but I would just like to see better decision-making with the football. And I think, as you said, week four is definitely the test. And it's a good opponent in uh, in Atlanta. And I think we can definitely try to make some things happen. But I want him to try to make some better decisions on the field. I just think he's just trying to force the ball too much. Um, but overall, I'm with you on the decision-making for sure. Yeah, so Atlanta, I believe it was 17-16 final score. They defeated the New York Giants. So low-scoring game uh, came down to a game-winning field goal. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good opponent for Washington to get right. Let's go to the phone lines here. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067 if you want to chime in. Or you can tweet me at AWOD Radio. Let's go to Jack in Maryland. What's going on, Jack? What's going on? Hey, man. Thanks for calling. How's it going? Uh, so, Saints fan calling in here. But uh, as a supporter of the Redskins, our football team, I think uh, I think everyone's jumping the gun. I think uh, I think that Connor guy earlier was a bit of a fool. <laughs> um, He's also, I'm also on a road trip with Connor, so we've been listening to the show. Hey, hey, that's and, awesome, uh, man. Can, can I give you a shout-out real quick? You're, you're telling me you're on a road trip right now, and you're listening to nothing but AWOD Radio. You could be listening oh, to yeah, Pandora, oh, yeah. yes, Spotify. But, hey, he, he had a lot of hateful things to say about the football team, and I think, you know, your two losses are coming against a one-point loss against the team that just beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you got blown out by the Bills, but you kept it close for, you know, a good portion of that game. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of upside. I think the defense, just like last year, they're going to get – they're going to pull it together. And end of the season, they're going to be able to compete with the Cowboys. Ooh, I love that, man. And so you said you're a Saints fan. You guys take on they, the Giants? Well, yeah, we're going to – hopefully we're not going to blow anything for you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do our part. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, next week we – Next week we do play the football team, so we will uh, we will see. Yeah, absolutely, man. And hey, hey, look, look, I, I I'm I'm with you on the Saints, man. We got you guys got to take care of the Giants because that that's my biggest thing is that I think Washington needs to be one of only two teams in it at the end 
to have a chance. I, I yeah. mean, if Washington, Philly, New York, and Dallas are all around the same record, I don't like our chances. But I'm hoping by that end of the season, Philly and New York are already forgotten about. Yeah. I, yeah, so with uh, the Giants playing the Saints, uh, Blaine is, isn't he hurt for the year? Alvin Kamara should have a day, right? Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. I got him yeah. in fantasy, so I need that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but last week for the football team, people were forgetting how we scored the longest onside kick ever <laughs> and then scored on that drive. That was unbelievable. If we didn't do that. People sleep if on we that play. We didn't do that. <laughs> we didn't do that. All I'm going to say. <laughs> hey, look, that was one of those plays there where I couldn't believe it happened. Like, Donald, I, that was almost enough momentum to win the game. It kind of reminded me of the playoff game like 10 years ago um, against Seattle. You remember that? Chris Cooley had a touchdown catch, and then I think Chris Cooley recovered like a fake onside right. kick. Where, I mean, that kind of play completely changed the game. We should have won the game with that play. What happened? Yeah, I'm with you. When I saw that, I was totally pumped, man. I, I, I think what happened was our, our defense got back on the field after that and let let them go right down the field. Right. Just walked right through us. Man. Uh, that's You know what? As a, as a Washington football team fan my entire life, that's the most frustrating thing. It feels like every time we score a touchdown, we give up a touchdown the very next try, the very next possession. Can our defense do something? I mean, look what look what Joe Barry's doing for the Packers. Terrible. Oh, I thought Jack Del Rio was supposed to be an upgrade from Jack, uh, Greg Minuski. Jack Del Rio's got his eyes on another job. He has to. I had a caller a couple weeks ago said he could be in line for USC. I know he wants another uh, head coaching job in the NFL. I don't know what's going on with Jack Del Rio, but absolutely I had a caller earlier that said, that said it correctly. Jack Del Rio needs to send five or six guys because the front four is just not doing it. I'm not saying they're not good enough, but it's early in the season. There's no injuries on the O-lines. They're going against tough left tackles and right tackles, and they're not getting enough pressure. So that's a big uh, improvement that needs to happen. Let's go to the phone lines here. We got, uh, is this Umer? Umer in Woodbridge. What's going on, bud? Hey, what's up, AY? Good morning. Thank you for uh, taking my call this morning. Yeah, man. What's, what's on your mind? Yeah, so honestly, man, this week, as, as like a, as a Washington football team fan, it's been really tough with everyone, national media, local media, coming at Chase, yeah. coming at the defense, and granted, they haven't played well, well and I understand think about that, that, but this is going to be... I need to, I need to get your thoughts on that as a fan, because uh, you know I'm part of the media here, and uh, you're right, the, everybody, was it 980, 106.7, ESPN, everyone's been taking shots at Chase Young, that's supposed to be our savior, you know, what, what have you felt when you heard that? It's been really challenging to hear that because, you know, I think D.C. media has a history of kind of sometimes tearing down <laughs> our best players when they have bad stretches. Yeah. And that's just it. That, that's your job. That's part of the media. I completely get it. And when the, the product that they put on the field, it, you know, it warrants some of that criticism. So I'm cool with it, right? It, it is tough to hear, but this is going to be that bounce-back, get-right type of game. I agree Jack Del Rio can't continue to rely on just letting four rushers at the quarterback. You got to get exotic with it. You got to bring maybe some some rushes off the edge. You got to get Matt Ryan, his eyes, his legs, his body moving in different directions and causing a lot of confusion, which I think they will. And it's going to set us up to take on Jameis Winston the following week, a game that I will be at. So your homeboys that just called in, the Saints fan, let them know the, the same thing will be marching into D.C. to get no dub. I'm going to tell you that right now. Hail to the W. Let's go. <laughs> hey, man, great call. I appreciate it. I love the passion I get uh, from Washington football team fans when they call into the show. 
uh, immediately becoming members of the AWOD army for life. So, all right, Donald, let's get your score prediction. I said 20-17, to 17, bounce back game. I, I do think it will be low scoring. I think it's going to be one of those games that really, we're going to look back on it, and if Washington loses, we're going to be like, man, we got to the red zone four times. We had three field goals. That's why we lost. You know, I, I think it's going to be one of those games. We've got to get it into the end zone. Hopefully, it's Antonio Gibson. Maybe we get Curtis Samuel involved. Maybe Logan Thomas. He had that unbelievable touchdown catch in week one. We need more of that. I think he learned his lesson with that fumble last week about extending plays. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think you're asking me for a score. So I'm. I think we definitely need to keep Matt Ryan below 30 points to have a chance. Okay. Um, definitely high powered in terms of the offense. Uh, we know what he can do. So I'm looking for us to hopefully win and hopefully I'm, I'm going to put a score out there of 27, 21. That's 27, what I'm, 21. That's what I'm thinking. 27, like 21. We got to keep Matt Ryan. Well, the defense cause any turnovers. They have to if we're going to win, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm pausing, but I, <laughs> I know the answer to that. I, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I think. Heineke's got to hold on to the ball. I still believe in him. I think he's going to make some plays. I think this is going to be one of those games where after last week, he I would say this. Look, look, take out your app. Next, next segment, I'm going to do splash some cash. All right. I, I'm in the mood to gamble. All right. I'm, I'm going to get my FanDuel app out and, and play some bets. But we should look at Heineke's rushing yards prop. Because I think after last week, this is going to be one. I would say 30 yards rushing. I'm telling you. Anytime there's like a third and two, he's going to scramble and go for it because he heard the message from the media. He heard the message from Ron Rivera. Stop trying to be too fancy. Stop trying to make plays, uh, you know, that you can't, all right? Run the ball, right? I mean, there were a couple times last week where uh, he stepped back to pass on play action and the middle opened up for him. Like, it was like our O-line cleared way of the D tackles. He could have ran right up the gut for five to ten yards three or four times. So hopefully... uh, Hopefully he can improve in that. So splash some cast come, uh, coming up next year on 106.7 The Fan. I'll give all you sports gamblers out there the best bets of the weekend. It's a terrific teaser coming up next year on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Welcome back to DC Sports Radio 1067 The Fan. It's your boy Adam Epstein. A Epps. A Wad here on The Fan. It is time for DC Sports Radio's number one rated hit segment in all the land. It is time to splash some cash. Woo! Not a parlay party today. But a terrific teaser. This is for all you gamblers who want to hit big. I got you covered. Take out your phones right now. Sports gambling is legal in the state of Virginia. All right, here we go. Splash some cash. Terrific teaser. How does the teaser work? I saw Erin Hawksworth tweet uh, the other day. She hosts on the BetQL network that she was a teaser virgin. She is no longer a teaser virgin. She has played a teaser. How does the teaser work? So if there's three teams in your teaser, it's like a parlay. You have to hit all three, but you get 10 points in your favor with a 10-point teaser. So here's where we're going with. Let's start in this Ravens-Broncos game. I feel like Lamar Jackson 
is getting going this season. All right, he had a bounce back week last week. He's he's really running the ball well, throwing the ball well as well. Uh, I think Mark Andrews is going to get more involved in the offense. I see this Ravens Broncos game, and I think the point total is very low. So I'm going over 34 and a half points in this game. I think the Ravens probably win. Maybe what 20? I'll say 28 to 20. That's 48 points. That's way hitting the over on that one. Let's go to another one here on the teaser. I I like the Saints to win this game, but the Giants in a must win, trying to avoid 0-3. I think they keep it close. Uh, Daniel Jones has been better than people give him credit for this season. I got the New York Giants plus 17 points. What? What? Yeah, plus 17 points against the Saints. I do not think the Giants are as bad as the record says. I think they keep it close against Jameis and the Saints in their home opener. All right, college football. That's the bet here, the third one in the the three-team teaser here on Splash Some Cash. NCAA football, Oregon, plus two points. Oregon is one of the best teams in college football this year, playing against a down Stanford team. I think Oregon not only gets the win, but gets the win easily. So Oregon plus two. I like it. I like it. I love it. I need some more of it. So that's your three-team teaser here, $100 to win 83. Going with favorites here, and the teaser giving us an extra uh, 10 points. I like the bets. Let me know what you think. If you've uh, if you've been following the Splash Some Cash segments throughout the year, the boy is hot. Um, uh, my long future play, Donald, was the New York Jets to be the worst team in the NFL. How do you think that's playing out so far? You got to give me a little bit of credit, right? Yeah, I was going to say you're doing pretty well so far. I mean, so the far. Jets are stinky. <laughs> They're stinky. They can't win anything. I mean, Robert Sala has got the defense better, but Zach Wilson, ugh, embarrassing, terrible. Since when has BYU had good athletes? You know, I, I liked Jimmer Fredette, but I never thought he was a good pro. So, all right, let's recap it. Splash from Cash here on 106.7 The Fan with Adam Epstein. Terrific teaser. Raven, Ravens Broncos over 34.5 points. Giants plus 17 against the Saints. And Oregon plus 2 against Stanford. All right, that is Splash from Cash. Let me hear that, that music one more time, Donald. Cha-ching! All right, let's get back to the phone lines right now here, talking about the Washington football team. I've got a guest, Mark Schofield, coming up at 1130. So now is your last chance in the show to call in and give me your thoughts on Atlanta against Washington. Uh, It's a big one for both teams, but I I think this is one of those games here for Washington where if we can get off to an early lead, this could be a great, fun Sunday for us. If we're down early, oh, man. I might have to go to bed at 4 p.m. It might be that depressing. 1-800-636-1067. We got Brad in Port Tobacco. What's going on, Brad? Adam, what's going on, man? I appreciate you calling, Brad. What are your thoughts? Hey, look, I mean, I think it's it's super clear. Last year, we were playing against, against a bunch of teams that just didn't care, a bunch of sucky NFC East teams. Yeah. It made our defense look great. And then this year, we're just showing who we are. The same thing we've always been, a big bowl of jello. I mean, it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. So you don't think we'll turn it around this weekend against the Falcons? I don't. I think Matt Ryan's going to tear us up. I really yeah. do. And it's, it's just going to be it's gonna be a mess in D.C. again, and so I'm just so over it. Honestly, dude, he's done it before. I can see him doing it again. And if you want to talk worst-case scenario, I, I do think that 
there's a chance that this is a turning point in the season if we lose to the Falcons here. I mean, people could be calling for Ron Rivera's job at the end of the season because of the fact that there was so much momentum and the team's shown up and looked like dog crap. All all offseason, the plan, and this is what we put on the field, it's just a shame. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so who, uh, who are you blaming most, Brad? Are you is it all the defense? You put any bl- blame on the offense? Do you think you know because we brought in Fitzpatrick and then he got hurt after you know half a game? That was a big part of it. Who are you blaming? You can't put your finger on one thing. It's just it's just year after year. It's the same exact thing. There's no you can't explain. It. It's unexplainable. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, well, hey, I hope you still support the team, though. Don't give up your fandom. I sure do. Oh, no, 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 no. I sure do. I'm a diehard. Yeah, I love it. Hey, look, even if we lose the next four or five games, I'm telling you, this is going to be an NFC East season again where if we we run the table at the end of the year, we could make the playoffs at 8 and (laughs) 9. No, no, I'm not doubting that. Yeah. I'm not doubting that. Yep. All right, man. I appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. Go Washington. All right, see you, buddy. Yep, yep. Thanks for the call. 1-800-636-636. 1067 is the number. So we've gone through uh, uh, my best bets of the weekend. I gave you my splash, some cash. And now I got to give you guys my keys to the Washington football team against the Atlanta Falcons. My keys to victory. Number one, put pressure on Matt Ryan. Washington's defense was held for without a sack for just the third game in Ron Rivera's tenure last week against the Buffalo Bills. So I've got to get back on track there and get a sack. I said this before, I'll say it again, got to start fast. I mean, there's been so many issues on offense, going three and out, on the defense, giving up first down, first down, first down. I mean, third and 15, I wanted to rip my ears off my head when that happened. It's so frustrating. You think, oh, we make a great play on second down, third and long. I mean, you hear the announcer, right, on the sc- uh, at the games, third down and long, and they get it with ease. It drives me crazy. Got to start fast. Got to get uh, the defense off the field. Scott Turner was saying, we just have to consistently execute. Yeah, no crap, Scott Turner. He also was quoted saying, I got to make sure I evaluate what I'm doing and make sure I'm putting our guys in the best uh, position to make plays. Just come out ready and ready to play fast. And number three, lean on the offensive playmakers. Yeah, Antonio Gibson needs to be more involved. Terry McLaurin, we say this every week. Uh How do we get him the ball more, right? It's like, he's so good. How do we get him the ball more? I I think last week was one of those things where not only is he good at catching the ball, but it's his yards after catch that makes him so good. And when he doesn't get enough touches, you don't get a chance for him to break a tackle and get a 50-yard play that completely changes the game. So those are my keys to victory here on 106.7 The Fan. When I return, I'll be joined by Mark Schofield to go around the NFL. we got 30 more minutes of jam-packed action rock and roll radio here on 106.7 The Fan, AWOD Weekend Radio till 12 noon. Also on the Team 980. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. And it is time to go around the NFL with my guy Mark Schofield, who joins me on the hotline right now. What's going on, Mark? What's going on, Adam? How you doing, buddy? Great to be with you this morning. Absolutely. So let's go around the league here. Let's start with this. Which teams 
are for real and which teams are frauds. Give me two of each if you can. Well, I think you could start for the real teams. The NFC West, right? Those two teams that play each other this weekend, you've got the Rams, you've got the Cardinals. I do believe both teams are for real, even though one's going to get their first loss this weekend. With the Rams, you have Matthew Stafford playing under Sean McVay. We've seen in years past Sean McVay doing things to sort of prop up a quarterback in Jared Goff, right? Motion, play action, all the things we talk about that you can do to help your quarterback. He doesn't need to prop up Matthew Stafford. All the play action stuff we saw in years past, Adam, they called three play-action passing plays last week in the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a very low number. And why? Because Sean McVay trusts Matthew Stafford completely with that offense. He's doing some fun stuff. So I do think the Rams are for real. And I do think the Cardinals are for real. We've seen a lot of growth and development from Kyler Murray. And I do think the steps he's taken as a passer, throwing from the pocket, throwing with anticipation, you add that to obviously the athletic stuff he can do on the move, extended plays. I think that's a very good offense. It's a very good defense as well. It's taken a couple of steps forward. So I do think those two teams are for real. Yeah, I love it, man. All right, you want to go on to your frauds here? Yeah, I mean, how about this? There are two teams that I'm not buying yet. Okay. The, the, The Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. And I think with the Broncos, look, you're talking about a team that, yeah, they're 3-0, and but who have they played? They've played teams that are combined and now 0-10 with Jacksonville's loss on Thursday night. And so I want to see them step up and beat a good team, and they're going to get some tests along the way. I do think they can prove to us they're for real, right? You know, you've seen Teddy Bridgewater play better football this season. He's been aggressive downfield. That defense is playing well. But I'm not going to fully go all in on Denver until, look, they, they beat somebody that's actually won a game. And then Carolina, another unbeaten team. They've got Christian McCaffrey banged up right now. They're going to get a good test this weekend against Dallas. If they win that game or even if they hold that close, I'll start to get more excited about where they are right now. But they've also played a somewhat weaker schedule. I want to see them go out, compete, win, or at least hang with a tough team like this weekend against Dallas. If those two teams go out and have good performances over the next couple of weeks, I'll buy in, but I'm not buying in yet. Yeah, absolutely. How do you think that game will shake out with uh, the Panthers and the Cowboys? I mean, I'm really rooting for the Panthers to get the win there. Don't want to see Dallas at 3-1, and but it's it's in Arlington, Texas. It's in Dallas. It's in Big D, and you're right. Without McCaffrey, it's going to be a very tough game for Sam Darnold. It is going to be a tough game for Sam Darnold, and I, I think the way that this game shakes out will be determined by what Phil Snow and that Panthers defense can do against Dak Prescott and that offense, because Phil Snow over the past, say, year and a half now, last season and into the start of this year, has done a lot of creative things on the defensive side of the football. We've often wondered, look, what is a, a defensive team in the NFL going to start incorporating the concepts we see at the college level, right? That's what Phil Snow, formerly a Baylor defensive coordinator, has done over the past year or so with the Panthers. Panthers. You go back to last season, Adam. One of my favorite games to study was a Saturday night game late season between Green Bay and Carolina. Green Bay won that game, but after Aaron Rodgers was saying, man, they were doing some things defensively that that were silly. I I didn't know what they were doing out there because he's using some sort of Phil Snow is some creative college concepts on the defensive side of the ball. So they may be able to generate some pressure on Dak Prescott. You look at that game in week two. The Carolina Panthers, Adam, right before halftime, ran the same exact blitz, the same exact blitz on three straight snaps against Jameis Winston. Incompletion, incompletion, interception. They couldn't figure it out. So there's an opportunity here for this Panthers defense to force some turnovers. And if they win that game, Carolina, it's going to be because of their defense. So another matchup that I'm really looking forward to, and I'm looking at the betting lines here, it's the 
the Chiefs at the Eagles. Kansas City minus seven. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say Chiefs definitely win this game, but there's just something about Philly at the link, and I feel like there's going to be one game this year where Jalen Hurts just does some crazy things, rolls out of the pocket, throws a 50-yard touchdown pass, and they have a huge upset. I don't think it'll be this week against the Chiefs, but I do think they're going to keep it close. What do you think? Yeah, I think there's an opportunity here for Philly to keep this close because I think they're getting Kansas City at sort of the right time because the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball, they're still sort of figuring some things out. They've used Chris Jones, the great interior pass rusher. They've used him on the edge, and I think that's sort of – they're, they're taking some time to see how that's going to be incorporated into what they do defensively, you know, in terms of their pressure packages, in terms of how they stop the run. And Nick Sirianni is coming off a game where he barely ran the football, where his quarterback threw two interceptions. So I think he might do a lot more with the ground game this weekend, which might grind that game down a bit. You might see Philly try to keep it close, try to work time of possession, all the things that we say you don't really need to do in today's NFL, right? Run the football, work the clock. Seriati might go in that direction, which keeps this game close. And if you get into a close game, it might take, you know, a play like you just described, Jalen Hurts, that sort of scramble drill moment, breaks the pocket, hits on a big shot play downfield late in the down, and they might have an opportunity to pull this off. So I think Philly getting this game at this time is critical in terms of trying to play that game. And plus, Philadelphia has a brutal schedule coming up. And if they need to steal a game, you know, this might be the opportunity to do it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good stuff. That's Mark Schofield. Let's keep it going here. Uh, a matchup that I think is interesting, uh, very interesting. Seattle at one and two, they really can't afford to go to down to one and three uh, in a big divisional matchup against the 49ers. It feels like every time these teams play, it is a very tough game, a low-scoring game, a defensive battle. Uh, the over/under sitting at 52 right now. I'd probably lean. Uh, under in that one, San Francisco is the home team. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is, is Seattle in trouble this season? I, You know, I, I think that Seattle might be in a bit of trouble. They're struggling on the defensive side of the football. They're playing a lot of those single high coverages. Last week it was Kirk Cousins who sort of picked them apart. They've been very sort of static in the secondary at times, which allows the quarterback to get a good feel of what the defense is doing before the snap and then make the right decision with the football after the snap. You know, that's the situation that Jimmy Garoppolo is walking into. You know, offensively, Russell Wilson is playing very well. He hasn't thrown an interception yet this season. He's, he's moving around in the pocket like he always does. So I think Seattle might score some points. I do, I'm do. i with you, though. I, I would hit the under on, on, on this game. But I think Seattle's woes are on the defensive side of the ball. Now you get Kyle Shanahan. We know what he can do offensively in terms of scheming some stuff up. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo... Yeah, he's not the world's best quarterback, but he can hit on some throws, particularly when he knows what the defense is going to give him after the play begins. That gets us to the sort of static defensive looks we just talked about. So Seattle could be in trouble, especially, look, if they go down in this game, one of those other teams we talked about earlier is going to get to 4-0. Now you're three games back, and it's getting late early, even though it's just October. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mark, uh, uh, for some reason, Ben Roethlisberger has had a tremendous career uh, you know, won a Super Bowl, uh, just so many great years and in the same city. But it feels like outside of Pittsburgh, everyone hates Ben Roethlisberger. I don't, people are saying, oh man, he should have retired years ago. There was all these reports that he came into this season skinnier than ever. He's, he's been okay. Three touchdowns, 800 yards so far, a lot of uh, incompletions. What are your thoughts on the Steelers this season? I thought we would get more from Najee Harris and then their, their matchup this weekend in Green Bay in Lambeau against the Packers. Yeah, I mean, 
from where I sit, Adam, I, I'm very worried about the Steelers right now. And okay. it does start with Ross Roethlisberger. And, you know, he struggled against Cincinnati last week. And, you know, maybe the Bengals are a little bit better of a team than we might have thought they were coming in. Look, they're sitting at 3-1. and one. But you go back two weeks, that loss against the Raiders, and there were some opportunities for him to hit. I'm not talking deep throws downfield. I'm talking five-yard outs, you know, slant routes, things like that. And he doesn't seem comfortable to make those throws right now. You know, last season they had a great start, but as the season wore on, you start to see the velocity, the RPMs sort of dip on his throws downfield. Now you're seeing it, those velocity throws, the velocity is dipping on throws underneath, the short game stuff. And so, you know, defenses now, they know what they can do. They can sort of stack the box, stack the line of scrimmage, stop the run, force Roethlisberger to try to make throws downfield into tighter windows. And he right now might not be able to do that. And so I think that's a concern. You know, week one, they were able to stop the the Buffalo Bills. They got pressure with four. They dropped seven. Now you've got guys on the edges banged up. They might not be able to do that. I think Pittsburgh could be in trouble. And look, the last thing you need is to now face Aaron Rodgers with the ability that he has to make some insane throws into windows, you know, similar to the discussion we were just having with Roethlisberger. So, yeah, I'm worried about the Steelers right now. And Mark, can you name a few players that you think have just been so outstanding this year that they deserve some praise? Like, are, are there a few guys that have just you know jumped off the stat sheet, have been fantasy monsters that, that you want to give some credit to right now? Well, I mean, look, I, we, we just talked about a little earlier, Matthew Stafford, and the the comfort level you see from him in that Sean McVay offense already. Yeah. You know, the stuff that they're dialing up in the downfield passing game, they're running some aggressive vertical concepts. They're doing stuff out of empty formations, four-by-one formations. You know, Sean McVay has literally unlocked portions of his playbook that were closed to him in the previous seasons <laughs> under Jared Goff. And right. so I, I think... Matthew Stafford has been fantastic. Kyler Murray, from a quarterback standpoint, has been fantastic. But look, Jamar Chase, the rookie wide receiver out of LSU, what did we hear all summer, Adam? He was having drops. He can't catch the football. You know, he's talking about, you know, there are no stripes on the ball like there are in college, and so it's tougher to pick it up. He looks fantastic right now. And when you watch that Bengals offense, they are running stuff that is that Zach Taylor literally ripped from that LSU playbook that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have probably run together maybe thousands upon thousands of times, right? Those vertical routes, some of those option routes, stuff that dates back to the practice fields down on the bayou. And so I've been extremely impressed with the start from Jamar Chase. You know, he's shown the ability to get open downfield. He's got sort of a veteran savvy to him already. The vertical catch that he had Thursday night, Against Jacksonville, you saw him use that off-arm, extend that separation, not get flagged for it, though, but create a little bit more separation at the catch point. I've been very impressed with his start to the season. Yeah, it's it's almost like he has breakaway speed when the ball's in the air that he just gets past yep. the last defender just by a yard or two and makes the catch. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Great stuff, as always. That's Mark Schofield. Thanks so much for joining the show, Mark. Thanks so much, Adam. Have a great day. Yep, absolutely. One more segment here of AWOD Weekend Radio. Don't change that dial. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. DC Sports Radio 106.7, The Fan. It's your boy Awad here, Adam Epstein. If you miss any of the show, 
You should rewind with the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app today. You got rewind features. You can listen to the BetQL network on there. You can hear podcasts on there of the sports junkies. You can hear Bit Season. You can hear Grant and Danny or B Mitch and Finley. I uh, appreciate my guests for hopping on the show today Chase Hughes, Ben Cohen, and Mark Schofield. Uh, and this is the last segment of the show again. So if, uh, if you missed any of it, you can also check out the podcast. Uh, by going to overtime on 106.7 The Fan. But let's take uh, a couple quick calls here. We got Andre in Virginia. What up, Andre? Oh, whoa, you can hear me? Yeah, man. <laughs> of course, you're on the radio. <laughs> nice. Uh, hey, first of all, great show, bro. Thank you. Thank and, you, man. Uh, so I'm a Steelers fan, but I saw something from last year, three things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is to... to Chase Young, to me, last year, I never thought he was special. He reminds me of Jadavian Clowney. He doesn't beat double teams. Yeah. I never saw it last year. The second thing, I never got the big hype around Ron Rivera. He He's an all right coach, but he's not like an elite coach. No, he and, was, and here's the thing he, with Ron Rivera, Andre, and you, I've noticed it this season. He doesn't know when to go for it on fourth down. He had this nickname yeah. Riverboat Ron because he went for fourth down in Carolina all the time, and then he changed his mind. He backed away from that. He has no idea what the hell he's doing None. on fourth down. <laughs> None. None. <laughs> and the, the, last, the last one for me is, you know, Washington, the, the, the team last year beat a lot of trash teams. Yeah. So yeah. no, I never understood why people were saying they're going ten and seven, eleven and six. There's no history of this. Yeah. So that was my um, thing. I know we suck as Steelers fans. I my team sucks, but <laughs> that's just the truth. Yeah. The so truth. I think here's the thing: is I, I think the expectations were high because at the end of last season, the defense was shutting everyone out, and people saw in that playoff game we kind of played the best against Tom Brady and the Bucks of anyone. But the quarterback was always going to be an issue. The O-line was always going to be sketchy. The running backs was always going to be, you know, Antonio Gibson is great, but he's also a wide receiver. So there were a lot of question marks, but in DC media, it's like you get the bo- you get both sides of the stick here. You get people overhyping the team saying, yeah, 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 we're going to win 11 games. And yeah, people that say, man, we're going to win four games. Uh, so I-, I can get both sides of it. I-, I think if Washington wins this weekend, that's going to be huge for momentum. But uh, this next uh, stretch of the uh, season is very tough. Uh, let's go to my guy, Mitch in Jersey. What's going on, Mitch? I always appreciate you calling in. Hey, Alex. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. You could show um, – I think that Atlanta never has a defense, so we should be scoring a lot. Hopefully they score a lot of points. And our defense uh, puts a clamp, especially a line comes back. But um, I tell you, if we don't win big or we don't win at all, I don't know if Cam Newton has been signed, but I, I will look into that again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if Henneke can't do it, or even Allen. Yeah, no, it'll um, be interesting what happens with the offense. Here's the thing, Mitch, is I'm hoping that Curtis Samuel coming back gives us a new dynamic to the offense where we have a deep threat. Even if we don't go to him, maybe he backs the safeties off and we can get McLaurin or Logan Thomas more involved. I haven't seen enough from him yet. Uh, with those three guys, I don't see how we don't score 40 points. <laughs> Thanks for taking the call. Enjoy your weekend. Yep, yep. Mitch, always appreciate hearing from you up in Jersey. All right, let's do a little non-sports segment here. I mentioned I've been all in on Ted Lasso. They had an unbelievable episode 11 last night, setting up a really good season finale uh, next week. I told my friend 
who doesn't have Apple uh, Plus, I told him, look, just wait till next weekend, get your seven-day free trial, and then binge watch the hell out of Ted Lasso because it's, it's one of the best shows on TV and it won a lot of awards because of that. I've been watching What If on Disney Plus. It's one of my favorite animated shows of all time. And then I wanted to tell you guys how I rewatched 21 Jump Street, and now I'm rewatching 22 Jump Street. And the combo of Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum is just so damn good. They're so funny together. We need a third movie. We need more. I, I would go for for a 23rd Jump Street or right? something like that. Yeah, An Ice Cube in it? It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a damn funny movie. All right, so you told me, though, that you have seen Squid Game, that everyone is talking about nowadays. Yes, yes. You definitely need to add that to your watch list. Anybody out there, but definitely AWOD, you need to definitely add that. Why is that? Um, well, especially with this being a sports you know, station, it has a game element to it. If you're a fan of like the Hunger Game movies, yeah. things like that. I like sci-fi and dystopian kind of yeah, things Yeah, like it gives that dystopian kind of vibe, but it has like the gamesmanship, kind of like, you know, survival, you know, games of survival, things like that. I don't want to give too much away yeah. to well, anybody. Well, tell me this. So Clinton Yates, who's a great follow uh, from ESPN, The Undefeated, tweeted, he's gotten to the point in Squid Game now where he, he can only watch 10 minutes at a time. What, is, what does he mean by that? I feel like a cryptic tweet about the show. I'm not sure. Is it, I, is it like very gory? There are there are some gory moments, so okay. if that's not your thing, I will definitely say that. But for me, I pretty much binged watch it through. I watched the whole series in two days, and there's nine episodes. Really? And I think each episode is about an hour. So I ran through it, so I'm not sure and what so that's so are you about. like you know, desperate for a new season now? I won't say desperate, but I would. I'm definitely looking forward to it for sure. Ooh, okay. Besides uh, Squid Game, what what else did you watch in the last few months? If you another thing that's on Netflix, there's a series called Untold, and there's a specific ep- episode called Crimes and Penalties. Okay, it's about the uh, Danbury Trashers uh, hockey team that's that they had in the mid two thousands. That's also a good little kind of sports doc, and there's like a lot of crime. You know, what's crime, it called again? It's called Untold Crimes and Penalties. Oh, it's okay. on Netflix, and there's only been one season of that. I believe so. I only watched that specific episode because it was on the hockey team. I was interested in that. But uh, if you're a sports doc fan, definitely a good watch. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. Um, people were t- uh, hyping up the other day the um, uh, the documentary that uh, Jermaine O'Neal, O'Neal made. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet either. Uh, so I got a lot to watch. And again, if you listen to the show and you're a fan of the show and you like TVs or movies, you can always tweet me at AWOD Radio. I, I love to get, uh, you know, Things to watch. I love things to have be on my watch list. Um, I think uh, one of the new things on my watch list, I'm going to rewatch The Sopranos and, and prepare for the prequel uh, that I believe just came out uh, just a few days ago. So, AWOD Weekend Radio is the show. You can find us on the Overtime Podcast feed or you can rewind with the Odyssey app if you missed any of the show. Go Washington football team. Adam Epstein on the fan. I'll see you next weekend. Peace out.